teach others. So practice teaching others um, that skill. So once you've got it to a point where you do have a good understanding, you've practiced it, you understand the skill, you know how to apply the skill, you know enough, then teach it to those that are on a similar journey to where you were maybe last year or three months ago or even a month ago um, and you can help them. It's going to be fresh in your mind, Your the um, clues and tips that you have for them. Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Each week I host live Q&As where I present on a topic to help footballers and strength conditioning coaches with practical knowledge. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel to receive a notification and never miss a live podcast. If you're a returning podcast listener and you love the show, please show support by rating the show. It goes a long way into helping us reach more listeners. Let's get into today's episode. Make sure to stick around to the very end as I provide a free AFL workout and power tip designed to give you confidence and an insight into what it takes to play AFL. Let's go. Today I'll be discussing everything you need to know about learning a new skill. There'll be 10 power tips um, that will help you not only retain information, uh, whether you're trying to learn a new skill for your sport or for those strength conditioning coaches, sports scientists that are working in an objective program and you need to pick up new skills for both uh, working out technology and how you apply that to your trade, but also coaching cues, what's working with the athlete in front of you, what's not working and how to adapt really quickly. So um, you can apply these 10 power tips to everything that you do, um, both from a athletic perspective, but also um, just getting better at your trade. I'll also um, update you on the recent poll I did on LinkedIn and Twitter regarding um, what's the best way to measure strength with team-based athletes, some interesting findings there. And then this week's poll, we'll be discussing what's the best time for AFL athletes to get their lower body strength and power in. Is it pre-field sessions? Is it after-field sessions? Is it a bit of both, depending on the training focus? Uh, this week's upcoming podcast, we've actually got three live interviews this week. I'm really looking forward to sharing the guests on, on the show. Uh, and also a power tip this week around bench press. Uh, those following our program specifically, the Gainers Strength and Power Program, we're going through an eight-week block like we did over the last couple of years around this time, June, July. It's a great opportunity to really break through the plateaus, do some extra upper body focus as we're reducing the volume on our legs so we can put that uh, energy and intensity uh, through our upper body. It's not going to take away from your training intensity and your gain. Um, but more importantly, come August and September, when you're playing finals footy, the contested and the pressure and intensity go up, you're at your strongest for the year. So we're looking forward to the PBs, and I'm going to provide a power tip on how our um, program gets you to your one rep max. So exactly the percentages to follow, the reps and the sets when you're working up to a one rep max for your bench press, and you can apply that to any strength lift. And then um, we've got some questions that have been sent in via Instagram story as well as our academy discussion forums i'll add to those at the very end so make sure to stick around for the show of course if you're tuning in on youtube or on tiktok tiktok hit the comment section and i'll be happy to answer your questions but let's go into the first tip set clear goals both on the uh, from a daily perspective if every day you're setting new goals you can have a really effective week if every week you're you're, uh, targeting uh, effective goals and you're doing those daily goals you're going to have an effective month. And if every month you get, you see where I'm going, this, you're going to have a successful and effective year. So we're going to make sure that you're not just having your New Year's resolution, your big goals for the year ahead, and then 
forgetting about them and then just creating new goals next year that might be the same because he didn't achieve. Make sure you got a, a daily goal, weekly um, goal, monthly, and then that will result in an effective and successful year. So writing them down I think is really important, whether it's just like a notepad like this. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see I've got my notes for the show notes um, where I love to just have a, I've got heaps of different notes for different, um, both from a roller film football club, I've got a notepad there. Uh, where I'll write intentions for those that are in rehab, the athletes I'm working with, and then reflect on them the next day. I've got notes for my business, notes for uh, our uh, marketing and content that we're producing. I've got different notebooks for different areas uh, of my life, uh, and then I find that both setting intentions but also reflecting uh, on what needs to get done and what worked and what didn't is a really effective way. So writing clear goals is really, really important. That's our number one tip. Number two Break down and divide the skill or topic into smaller parts, just so you don't get overwhelmed. So let's say you want to get like bench press, for example. You want a 100 kilo bench. At the moment, you're benching uh, 60 kilos. You want to make sure that you can um, work towards, so 100 kilos is your big picture goal. We want to be able to get multiple reps uh, at 70 kilos is your next goal. And you might achieve that in a month's time. Uh, and then, of course, we're working towards 80, coal, 80 kilos. Okay, so break it down. Um, not just from a weight perspective, but also your technique. So you've got technical focuses on areas maybe that maybe your elbows collapse when you're doing your bench press. So you really focus on every rep, make sure your elbows are nice and tight, or you might focus on um, your breathing. Uh, for example, you're not bracing well enough during the bench press and you're forgetting to breathe, whatever it might be. Um, break it down into small areas of focus that you know that you need when you do those well. Uh, it allows you to. Um, perform at your best uh, and but also you're not just focusing on okay i'm trying to get to 100 kilos and that's a mile away uh, which can be quite uh, demotivating you want to make sure you break down that big goal into smaller focuses and uh, they get you closer to that goal practice regularly what we can do all the reading and research we like but if we don't actually practice and learn through doing then you're not going to get anywhere so consistency is really important practice whatever you want to get better at whatever skill that is let's say it's ground balls you need to make sure, yes, you're asking questions um, to your, from your peers on how to get better at ground balls. You're speaking to your coaches. Are uh, you working on your, your, um, uh, your research, maybe looking at AFL players online uh, and you're doing courses perhaps or you're reading books, whatever it might be, watching YouTube videos. But most important is that you're practicing consistently on that uh, skill. I find too often um, athletes I'm working with, particularly younger athletes, They'll focus on one thing and then they'll forget about that thing and they'll focus on another thing the next week and they never actually get, they never really double down on that one skill that they, they've identified as important for them or maybe a coach has and they focus on it long enough to reap the benefits. You need to make sure you stick it through uh, for a long period of time to really um, break through and get better and become elite at that area. Uh, so consistency is key for number three. Number four, active learning, take notes, ask and apply. So like I mentioned before, the, the beauty of having notebooks, um, you might have a get better plan notepad, for example, like we do in the academy, um, where we've got a, a get better plan section in our membership. Uh, and we recommend all members on that uh, academy to have a, a get better plan book where they have one lifestyle focus, whether that might, might be sleep, improving the quality of their sleep, getting to sleep at a consistent time and waking up at a consistent time might be a focus for them for the next month. Once they're consistently doing that on a daily and weekly basis, in the next month, they have a different lifestyle focus. It might be um, increasing their amount of uh, leafy greens that they're consuming, uh, so increasing their vegetables. 
or within that, you've also got a physical focus. So f- for the month, they're focusing on sleep. Their physical focus is intensity in the gym, for example, because they've um, the last month they might have just been going through the motions and just ticking the boxes, getting the work done, but not actually bringing real intent and intensity to the gym. So it works on their power and their strength. They're bringing intensity to them. Once they feel like they've done that on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, then they might change their monthly focus on the next month uh, towards uh, recovery, for example, from a physical point of view. So you've got your physical body that you're focusing on uh, and then you've got your lifestyle area um, that you're focusing on. Okay, so really breaking that into two areas. The key aspect with that is that you're not forgetting what you did the last month. If, if you didn't achieve your goals and you didn't achieve progress, stay with the same theme for the next month. Don't just chop and change. So active learning uh, and like I said, take notes along the way so you can really reflect and also you'll memorize what's working a lot better for you when you take notes. Seek to understand as if you had to teach it to someone else. This is really important from your from a ability to concentrate and make sure that you're really alert and engaged when you're doing the task. You're not just um, just doing it for the sake of doing it. So I like to think if I'm learning a new skill, imagine I've got to try and teach this to someone um, in an hour's time when I'm working off learning online, researching, or maybe speaking to an expert in the field about that particular the questions that I'm asking, uh, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, how, what questions do I need to ask to, to, so I can understand this topic so well to the point where I can teach it to someone else? Okay, if I find that's a really effective uh, method and something to think about from a mindset point of view, so you're not just um, wasting the person's time or you're not wasting your time, um, you're alert, you're concentrating, and you're really focused on the task. And I find you retain information a lot better when you're thinking of it like, I need to understand this topic this skill so well that I'm able to teach it to someone else. That flows on to number seven, um, to making sure that you actually, uh, sorry, number six, we teach others. So practice teaching others um, that skill. So once you've got it to a point where you do have a good understanding, you've practiced it, you understand the skill, you know how to apply the skill, you know enough, then teach it to those that are on a similar journey to where you were maybe last year or three months ago or even a month ago, um, and you can help them. It's gonna be fresh in your mind your the um, clues and tips that you have for them it's probably going to be more effective than an expert that um, was in that level 10 years ago because you're going to be able to resonate with that person but also you're going to be able to um, really get a stronger and deeper understanding of that topic when you can teach it to others so number six teach to others number seven explore the net and do research just constantly hungry be curious read books on the topic uh, constantly ask others uh, and make sure that you're practicing uh, and you're keeping the topic fresh and exciting as well by by applying new drills to the topic. So let's say kicking is something you're working on, your goal kicking. Um, of course, once you find your routine, consistency is key, but you may nail your within 30 meter uh, goal kicking for a period of time and then start to stretch yourself to uh, 40 meters, for example. So make sure you're constantly challenging yourself and you're constantly evolving that skill um, to make sure that you're stre- getting out of your comfort zone uh, to really get yourself to that next level. Uh, number eight, review and reflect. I think this is uh, something that I've found uh, I've got a lot better at um, uh, over the years where I found that um, something that comes quite naturally is setting goals and targets. But what I find more challenging is actually reviewing, reflecting uh, the past and what worked and what didn't and, and how I can get um, better at my application the next time. So that's where um, it's all good well to write notes, but if you don't have to read over those notes, uh, and what hasn't got done yet, or perhaps your, your reflections on what could have gone better next time, then you're just going to make, open yourself up to making the same mistakes. So make sure you're actually reflecting, you're reading over your notes, uh, you're thinking about how 
um, that last training session went and um, what was your mindset going into that training session? How well did you warm up? How well did you recover during the day? How well did you fuel? How well did you sleep? All those things going into that training session and then what was the result of that training session? Did, did you um, train to the level that you did um, or whatever your uh, skill that you're focusing on, was it to the level that um, you wanted it to be? And if it wasn't, reflect on what you could have done differently and apply that next time. Number nine, be realistic. Setbacks will happen. So uh, make sure that that's where, like uh, I think it was tip number two, where you break it down to smaller goals is so important. If you've got uh, lofty expectations uh, and lofty goals where you've just um, set out a, a, a goal like, um, let's say, play AFL uh, and you're only 13, um, you need to make sure you've set small goals to what's going to lead towards um, that bigger long-term goal, okay? So you, otherwise, you can get down, um, particularly when you come 18 and maybe you don't get drafted for that year, uh, and then you might um, naturally be disappointed and not be able to jump back on the horse and focus on um, your process of getting better as a footballer. So make sure that your realistic setbacks are going to be part of your journey and you want to have a growth mindset and looking towards setbacks actually opportunity to get better. Uh, if you learn from them, all right, so that's really, really important. Number 10, seek opportunities to apply your new skill. This is probably the most important out of, out of it all. Um, if you're not applying your new skill, then ultimately what's the point of learning it? So making sure um, that the skill that you've chosen to do, you're applying. Um, so let's say you want to get better at uh, your fend-offs. Make sure, you, yes, you're doing your, your upper body pushing and your strength work is in the gym. Yes, you're practicing fend-offs in training, but most importantly, you want to use those fend-offs on game day. So once you've gone to a level and you feel confident enough to do them, actually practice on, on game day. They're not going to happen straight away, um, but over time with that practice and with a good process behind you, you'll you'll get there and, and you'll have confidence in your ability to deliver those uh, fend-offs consistently enough. So that's our 10. I'd love to hear back from you if you found any of these tips uh, helpful or perhaps you've been doing them. Remember to rate and review our podcasts. Uh, all it takes is two seconds to rate us on Spotify. It'd be great to get a five-star review. It allows us to reach more listeners and footballers like yourself and strength conditioning coaches. Moving over to this week's poll. As I mentioned, we had a poll all about what's strength conditioning coaches' favorite way to test strength and the most common way that coaches want to test strength was 1RM and 3RM testing. That was 61% on LinkedIn, 65% on Twitter. Um, max isometric works are using force plates. Came in second on LinkedIn, that was 34%. On Twitter, that was 29%. So like your, your uh, back squat ISO or your mid-thigh pull. Number three was let, reps left in the tank. So if you're doing, let's say... Uh, if you've got your weight is 80% of your one rep max, you do six reps, but you felt like you had two reps in the bank. There's algorithms to work out what your one rep max would be from that, um, from the reps that are left at that percentage. And then number four was loss of velocity. So if you're using gym aware, push, or any of those velocity bands, you can monitor the speed that you're moving of that weight and then get this um, research on uh, giving you an estimated one rep max from that velocity. So that was at 2% on Twitter and 0% for LinkedIn. So this week's poll is going to be, for the sport of AFL, What do you think? when do you think athletes should lift in season? Should they t Typically, AFL athletes do their lower body strength after their field sessions. Do you think that's the most optimal uh, for the whole athlete, the whole program, not just strength and power, but actually everything? Uh, do you think that 
it should be pre-field like rugby athletes or do you think there's a bit of both? So perhaps you do your uh, strength work after the field session, but you do your power development beforehand. I'd love to hear you, your thoughts. I'll post this on LinkedIn and Twitter um, this week and please uh, either poll, uh, contribute to the poll, but also I'd love to see some comments on what you think would be the best method and why. This week on the podcast, we've got Daniel Dudunak Zaknich, who will be, he's the GWS Head Strength Conditioning Coach. That'll be 3 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday, so make sure to tune in for that live show. We'll be discussing uh, physical preparation for AFL athletes. Then on Wednesday, we've got two live episodes. We've got Scott Goldman, 9 a.m., who's the performance psychologist for the Golden State Warriors, and we've got Simon Thomas, who's the high performance manager of Western Force in rugby at 4 p.m. And then our recent uh, interview that we did two weeks ago with Joan O'Donnell, who's a sprint coach from Ireland, that will be that episode will be released on our Spotify and iTunes. Um, so if you want to get better acceleration and sprint, make sure to check out that episode. And then our Friday bite size is with a recent debutant from the Brisbane Lions, Jasper Fletcher. So if you like that episode, you love that t- 10 minute bite size, make sure to check out the full episode um, by searching for Jasper Fletcher on your favorite podcasting app. The questions that I got from um, our discussion forum in the academy, we wrote, first one was, can I have a coffee in the morning? Absolutely. As long as it's not affecting your quality of sleep, morning's probably the best time because it's further away um, from the time, it's the furthest away that, you, that you're wanting to wind down and go to sleep. So um, that is the best time to have it. Um, and it's not bad for your health, I believe. Like I'm, I have a coffee first thing in the morning uh, with no adverse uh, effects. Um, however, if, if it is affecting you negatively, then make sure to seek a, a doctor or a professional help, even a sports dietitian or some other um, ways to, to perhaps have caffeine or energy. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. From a, If you're feeling healthy, if you've got good energy and you're going about your day well and you're getting to sleep at an appropriate time, I wouldn't be concerned. Number two, lower body power. So this athlete is working to, towards being a VFL athlete in the preseason for the next year and they want to improve their lower body power. Is it okay to train their lower body two times a week in season? Absolutely. Uh, in our strengthening power program and our gainers program, so for the two online programs uh, we, and also our development program, we, we do um, two lower body sessions throughout the season. In off-season, pre-season, we do anywhere between mainly three lower body strength sessions. Um, and sometimes those three lower body sessions become three total body sessions. But in pre in in season, there's usually a strength where you're working on your ability to produce max force, so things like deadlifts, back box squats, and then we have our bench press, uh, prone pulled weighted chin up. So yeah, how heavy you can lift. Uh, we also have more your eccentric, out of range type of uh, movements in a unilateral stance. So things that you typically will get sore from furthest away from the game so the either monday or tuesday session during the week uh, where your bulgarian split squats weighted nordics copenhagen so building resilience in the body so that's early in the week then middle of the week is where we do our power so explosive work because we know after 72 hours typically afl footballers are recovered from a neural and physical point of view so we want to make sure that we're working on that rate of force development um, but also primes you hormonally for the upcoming game and upcoming main training session so Yes, you can definitely train um, lower body in season. You should be training lower body in season. And if you want to check out our strength and power program to follow an AFL standard program that's highly rated, um, you can head over to our website, pro.com 
and we have a free 14-day trial, so you can join that and give it a go. Power tip for this week is all about the bench press, as I mentioned. Um, so for working up to your one rep max, which our gainers did this on Monday last week. So you do set one, four reps at 50%. So if you've got a 100-kilo bench, that's 50 kilos. Set two, four reps at 60%, 60 kilos. Set three, four reps at 70 kilos. That's sort of our warm-up. You're getting good opportunity um, with three sets of four where you're not going to fatigue yourself. You're getting enough reps in to really groove the pattern and feel primed uh, at that movement pattern. And then for the next four to um, five sets are our performance sets where we really bring the volume right down. So set four, only two repetitions, but 80 to 85%. So for a 100-kilo bench, 80 to 85 kilos. Then we're just doing single reps from there because we don't want, once you blow your load on the bench press, it's hard to um, recover. So we want to make sure we're getting, we're building up. We don't want big jumps above 80%. We want little incremental jumps. That's why many sets is great with low reps because you get minimum fatigue, but you but you also you can gradual progression to be able to prime yourself for that um, either hitting your PB, equal PB, or, or hitting a new personal best. So set five, one at 90%, 90 kilos for a kilo adventure. Set six, one at 95%. And then from there, just keep doing singles until you hit your one rep max. Or if you're doing threes, do keep doing one to two reps. And once you feel like you're at your weight, that you're like, yeah, this is going to be my three rep max for the day, go for three on that set. And then you're done. Of course, if you hit it and you're feeling like you've got more room in the tank, do an extra set. Um, but that's one way that I really like to um, work athletes in. It's minimal fatigue. You're having do a set every three minutes. Rest period really allows intensity. So for footballers, because they're so fit and used to doing work so regularly by doing circuits and conditioning on field and um, all that, they apply that work ethic into the gym. And it actually is counterproductive. Just rest if you feel twitching and you feel like you need to do things. Do a bit of mobility in between your sets. Do some banded activation. Do some things that aren't going to um, take away from your energy or or um, take away from your ability to perform the lift. But seriously, set the clock, do the first set at zero, do set two at, at three-minute mark, six-minute mark, nine-minute mark, so forth, every three minutes. If you end up doing seven sets, it's around 21 to 24 minutes of, of work, but at least you're going to hit your PB, which then is really important because we use that weight in, in our program to um, prescribe individual, um, every, individual intensity to every rep and set going forward. So if you want to PB your bench press, give that a go and then join our program, the Gainers program, where, like I said earlier in the show, over the next eight weeks, we're really putting a big emphasis on um, max bench press to improve your fend-off ability on the field. So come August and September, you can confidently fend off all the opponents uh, and win your, your contest game, both key position plays in the contest for Errol, but also inside mids, speed forward, speed defenders in um, hitting your tackles and getting out of tackles. Hopefully that helped and make sure to rate and review our podcast and I will see you guys on the next week's show. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content learn who the guests are in advance, and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like a Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts, and freebies. 
and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database, and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like a Pro community possible. And just for $5 a week, you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in and you can cancel absolutely anytime. time.